Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unlocking the Magic. And on today's show, Bruce and I are talking about our 10 things we love about Disney's Hollywood Studios. Excellent. Is there 10 things in Hollywood Studios anymore? Stop it. There is. Okay. Um, <laughs> We can talk about... Go ahead. Well, this is the part of our series, 10 Things We Love About Each Park, but maybe we'll add a couple in on this one about, you know, items we're going to miss. Or maybe some items we're excited about seeing. True. Okay. Let's just change the topic of the show completely and just say whatever we want about Hollywood Studios. We'll go back and edit it later. Yeah. (laughs) We'll revise the title. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, this is my... Your favorite park. I know that. It's it's mine tied... my favorite's this in Magic Kingdom, sort of a tie. Well, it was um, my favorite park. We'll have to see what it looks like when it's redone. I, I can't imagine it's going to be worse. I just hope they keep the feel of the, I like the 40s, you know, the 20s, 30s, and 40s feel of the park, and I just hope that they keep that. Yeah, I think that that's not going to change, in my opinion, and I think that... Little Star Wars isn't going to hurt anybody either. No, a little Star Wars... Well, the things they're doing, Star Wars Land, a Toy Story land those are movies you know what i mean based on movies so for them to change the whole feel of the 40s in the in the golden era of movies wouldn't make sense and so i don't think that's going away um but i want to start because i'm i really love this 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 particular place is sort of my go-to i have two of them in the park but this is one of my favorites and i have four you have four (laughs) You don't. Well, all right. So threw you off there a little bit. Sorry about that. Don't do that to me. I know. Sorry. Hey, after that. All right, go ahead. You're number one. Sorry. I don't want to do number one through ten. Just name your list, and then I'll name my stuff. Yeah, because and I don't want them to be in any specific order. So I'll start off with some good old comfort food at the '50s Primetime Cafe. I love this place. I love the food. is so different than anything else you can get. Um, they actually even have meatloaf on the menu, but I really like it. And they have, um, I think I got the sampler there. Was there a sampler? You can get a little, a little of everything. Yeah. I was just going to say they have a little of everything. Um, they, the chicken pot pie, the kids really loved the whole feel of the restaurant is the neatest place because everyone stays in character. The only downside of this place, I guess, is it's really busy. It's hard to get a reservation unless you plan ahead of time. Um, it looks I, it looks super crowded too when you walk in, but when you sit down, it, it's like they have the room separated, so you're not. Mm-hmm. It's not a big cluster of everybody in the same room. Like they have certain like like almost like different kitchens throughout the fifties, like what they look like, and you can have and you you sit in different ones. So it it seems like you're at, almost like in someone's kitchen. Yeah, which I think is true. the point now that I think about it. Okay, now that you put some thought, oh, it all makes sense yeah, to you. Yeah, it only took me seven years to figure that out. The lounge is really cool. So when you walk into the restaurant, to the left of you is, so you check in, but on the left of you is a lounge area. It's like a bar. And they have 1940, 50s style couches and sofas. It's just a real cool place to hang out. You feel like you're transported into the 40s, and I love it. And so last time we went, we all were dressed in 1940s type outfits which was really hard to pull off but we did it tastefully and um i think the whole staff got a kick out of our family yeah it was fun but um didn't we send the kids in there alone too when we went off somewhere else 
Oh, yes, we couldn't get reservations. We had we were in a big group of 11 and we could only get reservations for seven. So we were 12. Re oh, yeah, we were 12. Yeah. Anyway. Doesn't matter, actually. I don't know why I said that. It doesn't matter. Um, so, yeah, so the we, seven kids, we decided that they were the lucky ones and they got to go. Although the oldest, they were 16, 17, so they could they weren't like really little. Right. And they all ordered for themselves and had a great Great experience. They were on the dining plan, so it was a little easier. And we talked about how to make sure that they add the gratuity um, onto the bill, uh, that they don't add it to the bill, that they had to be responsible for making sure that they were aware of that. And I think they did a great job. Yeah. But so you were talking about the sampler, which I think is super. It's a sampling of mom's favorite recipes, and it's golden fried chicken, pot roast, and meatloaf. The pot roast was really good. It's so good. I know. I tried it. It was yummy, yummy, yummy. And the grandma's, I always get the grandma's chicken pot pie. I just love how it's like wholesome food that you don't sort of, you forget that you're in a theme park. And the whole experience is really nice. It's a great way to kind of like unwind. The it's dessert like, was really good too. Sorry to chime in there, but the dessert was awesome. What did you get? Do I you think remember? I got like the brownie sundae. Oh, yeah. Yep. Or the, I, We got one of everything, I think so. One of the kids ordered theirs a peanut butter and jelly milkshake. Oh, yeah. They really liked that. That was something different that they don't really find on a lot of menus on the other places that we go to. And the traditional warm apple crisp was really good. I just think it's a great place to unwind. I love the theming. I love the staff, the cast members in there. They're all sort of on their game when it comes to staying in character and really making you feel like you're in grandma's kitchen eating, eating a good old-fashioned lunch or dinner and then you can head out yeah it didn't really look like my grandmother's kitchen though and it was really nice yeah <laughs> not that your grandmother didn't have a nice kitchen but it was like really like everything had yeah, my grandmother's kitchen was more 70s yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so Definitely. i agree with you that's a great place that's one of my favorite things at the, the hollywood studios um my favorite, not favorite, but one of my things that I always have to do when I go to the Hollywood Studios is go to that bookstore. Um, I can't believe I forget the name of it now. Should have wrote that down. Are you really having like a brain moment? Yeah, I'm not that smart a guy. You didn't know that? I did not. Um, but you go in there, you get to read some Disney books, take a break. It's never really that busy. And they have really good desserts in there and coffee drinks. So you can go. It's almost like a mini Barnes and Nobles inside of Hollywood Studios, but it's Disney style. It's tucked away too. So it's not, it's something that you can easily walk past probably a hundred times and really never know it's there. So you have to kind of know ahead of time, which I guess is why we're doing the podcast, but it's be it's behind. Well, it's sort of near. Um, the writer's stop. Yeah. Yep. It's like where are the entrances to the lights, the Osborne lights. It's either well, the entrance or the exit. I'm not sure where if it's the entrance or the exit. Are you – well, the thing – don't confuse our listeners because they don't have the Hollywood, the uh, Osborne family light show all year round. Uh, no, but they have – they where they have the lights. I'm sure that people know where they have the lights even when they're not up. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I – rumor has it that they're – removing that but I'm, i know I'm not... with the lights because the lights are coming down this is the last year for the hollywood the uh, osborne family lights as well i know so if you I'm... love the osborne family lights this is your last year to actually go visit see them that's that's gonna be hard for us i think because that's something we always look forward to every single year but 
I know Disney and whatever they're replacing it with is going to be just as great and fantastic and, and new memories that we can share. And that's the cool thing about Disney is that you can go multiple times. Where else can you go multiple times and have a different experience, you know? So they're always thinking ahead and making it better. Yeah, they're not so. going to do something that's going to make the park. The, the park needed some updating. Let's just put it nicely that way. I mean, I, I like the nostalgic feel of it uh, and uh, all the stuff that they had there was great, but it didn't need, you know, I could spend the whole day there, but a lot of people were complaining that it wasn't a full day park, but I mean, I could spend three days there. I think they just didn't know how to do the park as far as, I think a lot of times, like if you have a lot of shows, people just either skip them and want more attraction type. Yeah. Cause if it's like not, it's not like the magic kingdom's all attractions. Right. And Epcot has attractions and shows and they have the pavilion. And Hollywood Studios was kind of more – it's more of like a laid-back kind of feel other than right. Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster. Exactly. Um, but the shows are the, – the, the shows are out of this world. And we hadn't seen a lot of them ourselves until recently. So I think that it definitely um, incorporates the whole feel of the park when you take the time to see – Fantasia and all that. So anyway, we can go into that anyway later. Yeah, but, let's keep moving um, along here. Okay, sorry. Um, so mine, we can't talk about, um, with me anyway, Hollywood Studios, and this is part of why they're doing Star uh, Wars Land, is Star Tours, the attraction itself, is one of my absolute favorite attractions in all of Walt Disney World. I love that all of us can be on it together, and it's not... It's thrilling enough where I, I leave like sort of excited, but not to a point where like I lost my stomach. You and know? you can go on there every time we've gone on there. It feels like a different, a different ride because the, the they show you many different versions of it. So it's not yeah. the same version every single time. You can go on there 10 times in a row and you'll see a different version of it. Yeah, exactly. And I love how before you get on the attraction itself, like the whole area beforehand, you really feel like you're part of the movie. And, um, the, the waiting area of this particular attraction, it doesn't, I don't know. It just seems, we actually always gone where it's, um, not a very long line. So we're kind of whizzing through, but I'm always trying to get everybody to slow down and look, look around. Yeah. I've never really been on that line, that attraction with the long line, more than yeah. 10 or 15 minutes, maybe 20 tops. Yeah. Like the, the, they call it pre-boarding actually. Um, and it's the, it's, um, the forest moon of Endor, home to rustic Ewok cottages. It really makes you feel like you're in the set. <laughs> I really love it. And again, it's not. It once you get to, when once you get on the attraction itself, you don't know what to expect because they do change it often. And you know, you put your 3D glasses on. The attraction itself moves, but it's not too intense. But we all love it. The kids love it. We've gotten chosen to be the spy a few times, which is cool. On the right-hand screen, they choose randomly choose someone that's a spy on the mission, um, which is funny to see one of your faces on the screen. Especially when you're not expecting it. They always get you out. Yeah. Like you're looking at someone awkwardly or like yawning. or <laughs> It's not like you're smiling at the camera ready for that picture. It's always like, hey, there's, there's that person. They look weird. If you go with a big group like we do and go on this attraction multiple times like we do, you, you always can almost guarantee that one person from the group would always be chosen. I know. I wonder when they take that picture too. When it, when do they take the picture actually? I want to find that out. Okay. I mean, obviously, you know it's in the beginning, but when is it in the beginning? You're always kind of looking around for where the camera is or you know when they're going to take the picture. And you never see anything. You never see it. 
It's definitely got to be before they dim the lights because once you sit down and buckle up, they're sort of explaining, you know, make sure that you're seated correctly or whatever, all your under, all your carry-on stuff is underneath. So when you get on the ride, sit down and immediately sit down and put a smile on your face and look forward. <laughs> yeah. Until the lights dim and then you'll maybe you'll get in there. And you're, you won't look weird at all. No, Just not at all. Like, you won't uh, look weird when they take the picture. You're going to look weird until they take the picture. Exactly. Like, what is wrong with Jim? He looks so weird right now. Bruce, can you switch seats with me? This, <laughs> this guy's freaking me out. <laughs> Just sitting there staring awkwardly, smiling. Staring awkwardly. So that's an, an attraction that you can't miss. And again, don't be afraid to, to try it. The height requirement, I think Gianna was maybe three or four. No, maybe, she might have been three because it's 40 inches. So I don't yeah, know. She I was, love... No, she wasn't three. She was four or five. But she, I mean, we've never gone there when she couldn't go on. Right. That's true. I just like attractions that we can all go on as a family. And yeah. I like how you can sit together. I think that's cool. All right. My turn. Yeah. Mine is uh, Tower of Terror. I had to say that before you did. Oh, got I know it. you don't well, like not... the Tower of Terror actually that much. You're not afraid of, you're not uh, a big fan of the immediately floor dropping out below you uh, my stomach just dropped just thinking about it literally every time we go on this ride i love that ride i think that's the my my favorite attraction when it comes to like a thrill ride and all of disney bruce loves this attraction so much that he allows our well she's now 13 but at the time she was 11 to hang out in the gift shop hey man, well, if you don't well, want to go on i'm going on with it without you <laughs> He's like, here's, here's my, my cell phone. phone. Yeah, we're going on. Here's the cell phone. If anybody says anything, just go talk to that guy over there. Here, there's the cast Don't member. Believe, yeah. Browse in the gift shop. Here's and... 10 bucks and we're going in. <laughs> I don't, and he actually gives her money. that which He pays her so he can go on the attraction. Which but The best attraction ever when it comes to thrill rides. It's the best th- thrill ride in all of Disney. I will absolutely, and this is the reason why you can get me on this ride, is I absolutely love the story behind the the attraction i love the whole um feeling of before you get on to the i don't love the drop part of it right. that is never gonna go away from me i don't like it it they change the sequence on this attraction every time as well so even sometimes you feel like it's more intense than others because it probably is so just keep that in mind the yep. last time i went on was with my we were all together with my sixty. I thought I was dying. This is another <laughs> one where it's different every time. It's not the same. It's not the same attraction every. Not the same version every single time you go on. I just said that. Did you? Yes, that was I one did. of those times you caught me not listening again. Oh my god! So this last particular. You know what I was thinking about? No. I was thinking about the movie that has Steve Gutenberg in it with this about this, the hotel. You gotta go see that. Like whoever's listening, go rent that with your kids. I'll link to it in the show notes so if you want to check it out. I think it's it's like probably like three dollars on Amazon. Is it? I think so. It's it's not, it can't be expensive. It's got Steve Gutenberg in it. Oh, Steve Gutenberg is the best. I think I paid ten bucks. Oh, all right. Well, we'll I link to it in the show notes so you can go see which one it is. And if you want to get it on Amazon, grab it. If not, they probably have it at Walmart. No, they don't, Bruce. They don't. No. You are mistaken, like very much mistaken. Where do they have it then? You have to go online to order this. There's just they're not sold. I think they might sell a copy in the. I'm trying to remember if it was in the in the Tower Tower gift shop this time we were there. Well, but, uh, I'll link to it anyway. So just go to the show notes. This is episode twenty. I think we're we're pretty pretty much twenty or nineteen. I can't remember, but anyway. Love this movie. It's getting to be Halloween time, so it's a perfect setting to watch this with the kids. And um, it's not scary. I mean, there are some moments that are a little intense for little kids, but 
one of my favorite movies and it really talks about the whole story behind the Hollywood Tower Terror and um I just love it. I you know, I love like the whole feel of like the classic silver screen golden age of Hollywood and that whole feeling you get walking up to the attraction. Right. Um All right, so what's your so, next one? It's my turn already? Yeah. I love it. All right. So even though all my turns still feel like your turn. All your I know it, it is true. <laughs> Um, so this one I'm really happy about because they changed it now where you, I wasn't so happy that they removed the sorcerer, the, the Mickey's hat. You know, I was kind of like, okay, I wasn't so thrilled with it when they installed it because I didn't remember it there when I was a kid. And then they added, and I got really used to it and taking pictures in, with, in front of it with the child, with the kids. And now they removed it, but you can see my favorite attraction from afar now, which is the great movie ride. And that, to me, sets the whole tone of Hollywood Studios. So, and I remember it when I was a kid, and that's what you saw when you walked down. Um, uh, you, you could see, like, the whole... Hollywood Boulevard? Yeah, you could see, like, the whole attraction from Hollywood Boulevard. I can't say Boulevard for some reason. It's <laughs> not <laughs> like Walt Disney saying aluminum. Remember he, they said he had a hard time <laughs> saying aluminum? Yeah, I just can't say it. I try to avoid it at all costs. Um, so this is a really nice attraction that if you sit down and you have a cast member d direct you through the whole attraction and really tell the story of all these famous films in Hollywood. And I love it because the whole family can sit together and go through it. It's, it's really interesting. We all really have a great time and there's a lot of audio animatronics in there and just a lot of great movie scenes from like really historic Movies like Alien, Mary Poppins. Yeah, it's good just, to show your kids all the older movies that they probably haven't seen. Yeah, or like some of the ones that they have seen, like they're classics. So like, like the, the Wizard, Wizard of Oz, Oz. yeah. Yeah, um, Mary Poppins, like I said, Fantasia, um, just a lot. Um, there's Tarzan. Um, so this particular attraction is is something that is a must-do. And again, it sets the tone. It's, a, it's almost like you can't go to Hollywood Studios and not go into this attraction it's the same sort of how i feel about going to epcot and not going inside spaceship earth sort of sets the tone of the um the park itself um what's really cool is that you see uh, you know it's a replication of this chinese theater which is amazing but there's actually um handprints and footprints and signatures of some really incredible uh, famous stars that's embedded in the cement outside the theater, which is really cool. So if you have the time, I mean, the thing with a lot of these attractions is that most people, when they get to that particular attraction, they just want to go inside the attraction. They don't want to kind of go wait. on it. Yeah. And I feel like unless there is a line and you're forced to kind of hang around, you miss all these little details that really make it special and really make it that feel like you're in Walt Disney world. You know, yeah. not, there's no place else you can go that puts that much detail into, you know, their their parks. And so, um, you know, if you're there, try to take the time to look at the stuff and really see the lobby and all these things that have um, really famous memorabilia, which I think it's really cool. I so, agree. That was my fame. My fate. My I can go on and on. So I, to move it along, I guess I'll give you yours. <laughs> Mine is walking down the street, heading towards. Tower of Terror and just kind of like walking down the street there and just like taking your time, 
walking with the kids, maybe stopping in a shop, and then just seeing that I don't know, there's something about the palm trees that they the way they're laid out down the street, the old time feel, the, the old time cars they have parked on the side, and then just seeing Tower of Terror. It's almost like when you walk into Magic Kingdom and you see the castle. Yeah. You feel like you made it. Like when you're walking down the street there and you see Tower of Terror, it's like, man, we're here. This is like the best park ever. Yeah. It's so, uh, like, comforting. I can't – there's something about that era that has, like, a, this real comforting feeling. I can't really quite put it in words, but there's something magical about that era. You know, it was, like, Hollywood's golden age and all these incredible movie stars and movies were being made. And it just was a really nice feeling. You have to so do it at night, too, because they have the music playing oh. in the background. It's nighttime. Yeah. Of course, you have to do it at night. I know. I was just thinking that. I was like, oh, gosh, we're saying that again. Um, but I definitely agree with you and you sort of need to take a moment and just reflect on where you are and, um, look around and not just head straight towards Tower Tower or head straight towards, um, the other attractions, really just look around and, um, like you said, we've made it, we're here, right. but you see so many details that you wouldn't have seen if you just rushed around. And I think that that's a, nice um touch that all the parks do and I, I like just hanging out and taking my time strolling there's some really good photo opportunities all around this yeah park. that that's the, probably the most iconic photo that we have is the uh you know the hollywood studios in the background our kids in the front the palm trees and they you know they always have street performers performing throughout the day and night so cool and then I uh, love the performers yeah they're fun I want to be a street performer. How do you, how do you, how can I become a street performer there? I just want to do that. Just go and perform. Why do you have to get, why do you have to be, be paid by them? You just go there and show yeah. up. Show All up right. in your old uniform, old outfit and just start hanging out. All right. So what's your next one? That's mine. Walking around at night down that alley there with the palm trees and the Hollywood studio, uh, Tower of Terror in the background just makes you feel like you made it. Yeah, and taking pictures all around that. I think, like you said, our best photos have come from this park sort of in the afternoon where the sun goes down a little bit and you can see, like, the the glow of um, the Tower Terror and the lights around the palm trees. Really cool. Um, so mine, I am sort of embarrassed to say that we hadn't seen until recently. Of all the times I've been here and been to this park, I have never gone to see Fantasmic. And... I guess save the best for last because I am um, – well, not – wait. What number are we on this? This is number eight, I believe. Oh. Eight-ish. Well, eight-ish. I don't think right, anybody's well, counting. Whatever. Just keep going. You got a couple more. Just say them. Okay. It's our show. <laughs> it is? Yeah. We can say whatever we want. I like how you said our and not yours. It's your show. I'm just on it. I meant. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. So Phantasmic, which is near the – Tower Tower. I sort of use the Tower Tower as a landmark. So if you're confused on where to go, um, this particular attraction, you can get your Fast Pass um, tickets so you can get in early. But I really don't recommend it. We did do that, and it was fine. I mean, you sit down, and this this you, they have like reserved areas for those that get in, and supposedly you can you know, see it better because you're closer. But in this particular location, I, I don't feel it's like stadium seating. So you don't really need to sit up close and you should have sitting there waiting for it to begin, which can kind of be drained. So I would hold on to your, um, I wouldn't bother getting a fast pass for this, but definitely check it out. So it's fantastic. It's usually at night, usually towards the end of, you know, the park closing or late at night. It's about a 30 minute show. Um, there is amazing fireworks and it's just like this water 
water show with fireworks and stories that come together with classic Disney characters like Peter Pan, Cinderella, um, all that. And the end is my favorite because there's Mickey on um, Steamboat Willie that comes out towards the end, which I love. And the whole show, and it's just a really great experience that I can't even believe. Like when you're in there watching the show, it's almost like unreal. You can eat during the show too, which is my favorite. (laughs) Yeah, I was just going to say. That was one of Bruce's best surprises. Oh, you can eat during this? Yes, this is the best show ever. I'm going to have so much fun. I'm getting everything. I think I got one of everything at the concession stand just because I could. Yeah, exactly. And I could go back to my seat and watch the show and eat. I had like a popcorn, a hot dog, a pretzel, soda. I had everything. Um, Just seeing the I, kids' faces when you turn over and you see your kids eating popcorn and watching it, like with the biggest smiles on their faces, was the best part for me. Yeah. Quick tip, though, when you leave, don't go to the bottom. Go up to the top. I think we had said that in a previous op- yeah. podcast, but yeah. Go to the bottom, uh, you'll end up in like Minnesota. Gosh, you really top. If you want to get out near the Tower of Terror, you have to go to the top. Otherwise, you're going to go way far away. We thought, we were like, okay, after this, we're going to go hit, I think it was um, another, I think it might have been. Rock and Roller Coaster we were trying to get to. Oh, we were like, we're going to hit it one more time before we get too tired or whatever. And we ended up at the front of the park at the end. (laughs) Not that the park is that big. We ended up at our hotel room. Yeah. When you're tired at the end of the night the last thing you want to do is walk across the whole park again just to get to another you're just like oh forget yeah, I it Fantasmic was amazing though it was a really good show i think that um you know wh- the thing here is so online it does say that you know seating begins 90 minutes prior to show arrive early so you can make sure you get a seat i don't know if it gets sold out and sold out well if the maximum seating and you can't get in i don't know if that actually happens but i don't i, I I'm okay with not getting a fast pass for this one. I don't think you need to be there that early. But if you're like Bruce and really want to hit the concession stand. I actually think that the back of the – if you get there, the later you are, like people rush in there and line up you know, two hours before the show to get to the front. The seating is really good wherever you sit. Like if you're in the back, you're not going to miss anything. And you get out there earlier. So that's that's like a bonus to me. You're closer to the – two bonuses. You're closer to the concession stand and you can get out quicker. Bruce doesn't like big crowds. So, yeah, we go to Disney every as often as we can. But, um, yeah, I think that trying to avoid sort of like the crowds is always a good thing when you're especially. What I'm saying is you don't have to rush in because you're going to rush. You're going to wait in line for two hours to sit in the front to get out two hours later. That's true. Good point. But you have a lot of time before the show to get all your snacks and like have them in order. Yeah, But then if you go later, you're right near the snack. You just get up in the middle of the show and get a snack. It takes you a second. That's. Another great point. Oh, wow. Two points in a row. All right. End of the show. See you later. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. All right. Um, I was going to say one, but I, I, I'm pretty sure that it's going to be your last one, so I won't say that one. So my, be- mine is the art studio in the beginning. What is the, what is the name of that? The art studio in the beginning? Where they have the- all the pictures where you walk in the door and there's like a little shop to your left. Oh, the actual shop. Yeah. Oh gosh, I know the name, but it's 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 at the tip of my tongue, but I can't I can't remember at the second. We've gotten like a bunch of stuff from there. Yeah, I got photos of Disney when he was younger. I just like that. Um, it's cool when you first walk in there, and it, it has all the historic photos of Disney World and Disney and all the movies, not just Disney, but it's like movies too, like all the historic movies and actors. It's cool to go in there and just kind of browse around. It's a really small shop. It's not very big, but they do have a ton of stuff in there to look at. Yeah, and I like how. <laughs> 
see, I feel like it's like, I wish they had move, moved it a little bit interior wise because it's, it's something that I like to go to, but I feel like the beginning of the day, everybody just wants to, to like go into the park and not really shop. Yeah. Everybody's in a rush yeah. to get to tower terror. Yeah. So you kind of like have to remember to check this out. Well, maybe um, some people hit it before they leave. Right. Oh, that too. But if you do like we do, and you actually leave when the park's closed, and it's closed too, it's like an hour after the park closed, yeah. and we're still there. Yeah, um, so you have to remember to check it out. But they do have some really interesting um, items for sale in there, and I bought in a bunch, and really cool, like Bruce said, like a lot of movie memorabilia stuff in there that's you don't find anywhere else. And I love how Disney, like if you're staying on Disney property, which I highly recommend, I love that you can shop at uh, any of these and just send them to your room. Yeah, you don't have to carry it around with you. Oh, my God. It's like Christmas when you go back to your room and you find all these things that you forgot you bought. You're like, oh, yeah. Like, I remember how. Yeah. There's that mug that I loved. Um, I think that's a really cool um, thing that Disney does for their guests. So, I mean, you can't do it the night before you check out. But any other night, because I think it takes like a whole day for it to get back to your room by, for them to process it and get it over there. But yeah, any a- other day. It's a bonus, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, totally. Less so stuff you have to carry around with you. It's great. Shop your heart out. Yeah. And yeah, less stuff you have to carry. Um, all right. So I don't know if we're... Animation at- gallery? Is that what it's called? It could be, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I have a, I have a really nice... A few nice postcards from there that have Walt Disney's... Um, it has um, Walt Disney and Mickey Mouse on it. It's really yeah. cute. All right. So what's um, your last... This is the last one. Are you sure we're up to 10 already? Yeah, that's it. So my last one, dear to my heart and Bruce's heart, and it, it is rumor that it's closing, hopefully not forever, but this is Walt Disney, One Man's Dream Attraction, must do. I know we've talked about it in previous episodes, but really it's an amazing gallery. It's rare artifacts, um, just takes you through Walt Disney's life in a short film. Um, and then in the, in the, um, attraction itself there's um exhibit uh prototypes of sketches that wall has done and actually has touched in his hands it's amazing it's great to bring the kids really connect them with a person you know walt disney and really see you know his whole life sort of brought to life in this place i love it um wish that hoping and praying that it continues you know even if they move it at a different park or somewhere else. It wasn't supposed to be a permanent thing, which that makes me nervous as far as it closing because maybe they won't reopen it. But I've heard they're I'm moving hope- some of the stuff to the museum in San Francisco. Yeah, which it's all a reason to go to San Francisco, I guess. But yeah. it really is um, something that gives a clear connection to Walt Disney himself. And that's one of the things that I really love about bringing the kids to Walt Disney World and having them connect with a person rather than just a theme park. Right. You know what I mean? Like having the theme parks and the experience is awesome, but having them really see the message behind it and that, you know, that someone really had to work at this to create, you know, what's happening around us right now. Um, it really gives them a nice appreciation and us, you know, as adults do. Um, so anyway, really cool. love seeing like Walt Disney's, second grade desk in there. I think yeah. That's- I like to see, I like seeing his office, like his actual replication of his office, which isn't there anymore. Yeah. But we have um, a picture of it and it's, it was cool to see his office and, and, and it had like 18 ashtrays all around. And- 
I know, I know. They didn't, I know. I, I love seeing all the replicas. Like, I love seeing um, the, um, not the replicas, but the models of, like, the theme parks. Um, there's Peter Pan's flight ride. All, yeah, all the new ones that they're going to come out with. Um, and then, like, seeing the, everybody knows the historic video of uh, Walt Disney introducing Epcot. And you can see, like, the teleprompter there of showing the video and then, like, the big map of it behind it. I know it's so cool. Where else can you go that you can really connect with Walt Disney? You know, um, I really love that about it. I love I, I, I love the film at the end. Try not to rush through. But if, if you find yourself rushing through, I mean, I know it's closing. So hopefully those of you that are, are listening are able to see it before it closes. Um, just be sure to not rush through the museum part. But if you find yourself rushing through to see the film, it's fine. Just go back, see the film and then go back in. Um, and, and look at the memorabilia and really take your time because I feel like after you see the film, you get more of appreciation. Like right. I I feel like it should have been reversed. Like yeah, you should... you should see the film first, then walk through the museum as you're on your yeah. way out. Exactly. But um, I think they do the museum so you can go because the film's not every – it's every 15 minutes. So you can kind of walk through the museum and look around as you're waiting for the film to be Right. Aired. It's like a good flow right. of crowd or whatever. But um, – yeah, we've we've gone in multiple times and yeah, we've gone there a lot. Although we've gotten sometimes looks like from other people, like oh geez, these people are coming, like they're looking at all this memorabilia, they're not going to watch the film. Oh no, we've just came out of the film. Right, we <laughs> just did a circle. We just did a circle, like we're not being disrespectful. <laughs> um, so who knows what's going to happen with this attraction? But it, it's great that they have done it as long as they did. I really appreciate it, and um, you know, to on to the next. I think that. The great, great thing about Walt Disney World is that you can bet your money that it's anything they do is for the better. Right. It's for the, it's very well thought out for their guests. It's so, gonna make it's gonna make your experience better. Exactly. So all these things that are coming about, it's gonna be fantastic. So we're gonna have to do a whole another show because yeah. things are changing. We'll do an updated show in 2020 when it's done. <laughs> when it's done. Yeah. Did they announce when they expect the completion? I don't mm, think it's gonna be 2018 or 19 somewhere around there. And take a while. I mean, greatness does. Four, yeah, it's gonna probably take four or five years for it to be completed. Yeah. They're doing huge. It's the biggest renovation that they've ever done to any single park ever. But no word on as far as the park closing. It'll be open their whole. It'll be open the whole time. Right, and so and Disney's very smart about artfully doing this, where they're not they're still. I mean, listen, it's it's a it's a big price tag to get into any of these parks, so they're not gonna waste your time. So really, give it all you can and go in to see these parks for yourselves and don't feel like, you know, it's not open right now. Right. There's plenty to do and see in here while they're still, while right. they're planning their renovation. Yeah. You know, we're going so we can, we can, yeah, film. we'll meet you down there. <laughs> okay. All right. That's going to do it for this episode. That is going to do it. I think we're done with our park edition of 10 things we love about parks. So if you want to go get the show notes for this episode, this is episode 20. So just go to unlockingthemagic.com forward slash 20, uh, two zero, and you can get the show notes. I'll link to that movie with Steve Gutenberg about the Tower of Terror. That's a really good movie. And um, if, you know, if there's any updates about the park or anything, we'll put them on there as well. Awesome. And if you want to get your free audiobook download, all you have to do is go to audibletrial.com forward slash magic, and uh, you can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial to Audible. All you have to do is go to audibletrial.com forward slash magic. All right. Oh, yeah. If you could give us a quick review on iTunes too, a five-star review would really help us grow the show, get in front of more people to be able to bring you better episodes every week. 
And I think this episode is number 20, so if you head over to unlockingthemagic.com forward slash 20, you can see there there'll be links to go to iTunes and all of that good stuff. Thanks, everyone who's already done a five-star review. I can't thank you enough. Well, yeah, next episode, so we'll anybody who leaves an episode, uh, an episode, uh, review on iTunes this week, on the next episode, we will give you guys a shout-out. So head over to iTunes, leave a review, leave your name in there, and we will mention you on the next episode. Awesome. All right, see you guys. Thanks, everybody.